Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Hey, yo. What it is, Duke City. Happy Friday. You did it again. You made it through another work week, boys. Big ups. Congratulations. Thanks for tuning in right here on 95.9 FM AM 610, The Sports Animal. One Van Nunley right here across the glass on the ones and twos, pushing the buttons, taking the calls and dropping bombs with all of his hot takes on the sports and sports adjacent world. Robert Buck D. Gibson. What's happening, my guy? Man, this has been a long week. I am definitely ready for the weekend. Are you got some big plans tonight? You got a show tonight? What's not, going on tonight? Not tonight. It's it's the it's the little pre-show. Mm. Um so tomorrow you know I have the big jokes and jams out at Rebel. So it's big big thing. Big how, thing. How do how do the friends of the show get tickets to the jokes and jams? All they have to do is go to reloadedtalent.com. Well, that sounds easy. That's it. It's going to be myself uh if you're into Baby Bash, which the city loves, not just the city but the entire area. They oh, love sure. Baby Bash. Uh, we got a com- comedian from the first six seasons of Wilding Out. His name is Spanky Hayes. He actually just he landed. He sounds nice. Yeah, he's a, he's a funny dude. <laughs> no, Spanky's the truth. So I picked him up earlier. He's he's a nice dude, man. I've been picking his picking his comedic brain. So yeah, it's going to be a great show. Going to be a great show, but we got a great show for you here right now. Talking all your sports and sports adjacent content. Um. How long were you in L.A., Robert? How long did you live there? Let's see. I want to say 20, 25, 25 20, years. Okay, 25 years. Yeah. Did it snow once? <laughs> Never. Not once, Not right? even close, no. Well, it is snowing buckets in L.A. right now, and people don't know how to act. Oh, that's crazy. The first time since 1974 that there's been enough snow to stop traffic. There's so much snow that they canceled Major League Soccer's opening weekend at the Rose Bowl. What? A game. Pasadena is getting snow. <laughs> Pasadena no not way. only is getting snow. They're getting enough snow that it snowed out the friggin' Rose Bowl. Wow. So I had a buddy that was just in Vegas, and, and he called me, and he was saying the same thing. He's like, oh, it's it's snowing in Vegas, but I didn't think it would get that far west. It's bonkers. Like, people legit don't know how to act. You know how people drive here when it rains? Yeah. Just like a sprinkle of rain, and people turn into an 86-year-old Asian grandmother. Like, a, just <laughs> bam, like immediately. Just forget how to drive. They forget, like, you know those grooves in your tire? Those, those cool little lines? Yeah. They're, they're there for the rain. That's, that's exactly why, they, why they're there. If, it, if, they, if you didn't have elements on the road, if there were never pebbles or water or ice or slush, we'd all drive on completely flat, slick tires like the friggin' Indy 500 because they grip the ground better. It's better for 
your drivetrain. But no, your tires have grooves in them, so they will still grab yeah. the ground and divert the water off the tires. You can drive like a normal person when it's raining. I don't know how to tell you this, Albuquerque. You can just drive right. normally. You're just going to give that breaking news like that? <laughs> breaking news from Van Nunley. Oh, my God. Speaking of breaking news, did you see that uh, Amazon item I sent to the uh, yes, what was... two men on text thread <laughs> last night? So, okay. Let's say hypothetically I had a little bit of a buzz on last night. Hypothetically. I didn't really. Okay, of course. I had a buzz on last night. And I was looking up weird stuff on Amazon, and the algorithm caught a hold of my weird searches. Yeah. And its number one suggestion for me was the Party Hut 30 Hot Dog Roller Warmer Grill Cooker Machine Commercial Grade. So, you know, you walk into a 7-Eleven. I didn't know what you were doing with this. (laughs) (laughs) I've... I've drunk eBayed. I've drunk Amazon. Yeah. Some weird stuff before. And if, like, you blackout drunk Amazon, it's like Christmas morning. Like, you're getting Christmas presents for yourself because the presents come in and you have no idea what you bought yourself because you were so hammered. I call it brownout drunk Amazoning. It's like Christmas morning. It is so fun. And I was doing it last night. Luckily, I was very calculated. <laughs> I just needed to buy a new gym bag. Okay. How did you get to this from a I gym bag? Went from a gym bag to 30 minutes later, Amazon suggested a hot dog roller. I was just like, as a weird adult, like what's some weird stuff that you can buy that you never thought you could buy? And I was just looking up weird stuff that I didn't think I could buy. Like professional grade, like paint sprayers. Because somebody like got a super cheap paint sprayer and started spraying cars in their hillbilly town, windows and and tires and all, and there's this awesome uh, photo group on Reddit. Look that up. But I was like, and I just started <laughs> looking up the weirdest stuff I could buy, and I was like, okay, I bet I could buy everything in a gas station. And so I was just like looking up Slurpee machines. Like, I could buy a real Slurpee machine. I was like, I could buy a uh, a slush puppy. You remember slush puppies? Yeah, slush puppies was the, was the business. Oh, dude, they used to hit so hard. And then the algorithm kind of figured out what I was doing, and it suggested I buy these professional-grade hot dog rollers. And they were cheaper than I thought they would be. Yes. Very much cheaper. Yes. Like, the nicest one with, like, a, a warming drawer on the bottom <laughs> where you can, like, defrost your, your, your meats just doing 360s, <laughs> your sweaty meats spinning in circles looking like it's going somewhere, but they're going nowhere. You could buy one of these machines for $260. You can cook and warm up 30 hot dogs, uh, 30 taquitos, 30, um, what do you call the skinny hot pocket things, like the Italian taquitos, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just the weird gas station. You would, you, would, you would purchase this and actually use it, wouldn't you? Oh, I would, have, I would buy this just to have a party. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, yeah. Guys, bring your favorite hot dog and taquito condiments. Mm-hmm. The hot dogs and taquitos are on your boy. And I would bust this out, and I would use it one time, and then never again. Never. Your boy's like 99% vegetarian. Yeah, I was going to say, what would you put on <laughs> this? Put on that would get the least amount of wear and tear. <laughs> just, <laughs> just put like hot dog size asparagus on it. <laughs> just broccoli just oh. turning in circles on this thing. But yeah, I was looking up some weird stuff. If you want a good time... 
Uh, if you're having a couple end-of-the-day cocktails by yourself, Drunk Amazon, it's so much fun, especially some manufacturing company you had to order that from. Yeah, nope. like you forget what you order, and then it shows up a couple days later. Yeah. You're like, what's you're this? Like, huh? No, I had no clue you can buy that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I thought there was like good old Amazon. Yeah, like you had, had to have a license yeah. or something, or it only, it'll only plug into a special electrical socket yeah. that you got to have installed by a licensed electrician or friggin' whatever. Nope. No, you could just buy it. I could build my own gas station in like two weeks of drunk Amazon searches. <laughs> with, with no gas, though. You just have the gas station, but no gas. Oh, no gas. No. No. But the bomb taquitos, brother. <laughs> you know, like Matt Damon had the movie Let's Let's Build a Zoo yeah. or whatever. I'm going to do that, but like it's the prequel with Van and Robert. <laughs> we just like open a gas station from stuff we bought off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. What would we call the gas station? Oh, uh, oh, man. That's a good question. Two men on Slurpees. No, nah, no, that don't. <laughs> that don't hit. <laughs> that didn't hit. All right. During the commercial, first commercial break, we're gonna name our gas station. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking here. I was looking at the. I didn't get to see what it looked like at the Rose Bowl. This is real snow, like accumulation. Yeah, not just it, mess up the road so people can't drive there, like fill up the Rose Bowl with snow. Yeah, it's people making snowmen. That's so crazy. People are freaking out. My uh, my stylist, I have a stylist and a barber. Robert, what I do is I go to the stylist, he sets the template, mm-hmm. and then I go to my barber for like six months. So I just got a new haircut if you can't tell. You can't see No, it I, I saw you. Can't, I, I can't see, see you. it on the radio, I obviously. See, I but see I, you nice over there. I got my summer cut like a month early. I got. I lightened it up. I shaved the sides. Looking, looking strong. Yeah. But anyways, my stylist like booked a trip to like support all of the people who work for him, all of his stylists, all of the other people like in the studio and shop for yeah. L.A. Okay. Oh. <laughs> they're going. They're going to L.A. Aww. this weekend. The first time it snowed this much in fifty something years, they decide to go out to L.A. That's karma. Not no. Well, that's not karma. That's like a sign of not not going to L.A. Yes, you don't go to L.A. the first time it snows no, in fifty years. Because then, I, in my brain, I'm like, okay, there's going to be an earthquake. There's going to be something else. There'll be mudslides now, right? Yeah, from all the snow. Yep. There'll be something stupid. Got a hell of a program for you today, Albuquerque. Got a hell of a program, you friends of the show. Whether you're listening on 95.9 FM or AM 610, talkabq.com, the TuneIn app, the KNML app. If you're listening sometime in the future, wherever you get your podcasts, i.e. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, thanks for joining us. We wouldn't be here without you and without your support. We'll, uh, we're going to hit a bunch of topics today. We'll open up the phone lines for the friends of the show. It's a Fredless Friday on the program as he is doing his... Highlandish duties up in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. But you got your boy Van and your boy Robert here with you. And hey, we're all the way till seven. Full show, baby. Let's go. Let's get it. We wouldn't be here without our friends and the community. Shout out to John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy. Of course, we are live from their studio. 
Uh, we play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. I didn't start my day today at the YMCA, but I did go in the afternoon, got a good sweat in, got a good pump in. The boys do lunch at 66 Diner, and Van always gets a milkshake to go. You heard me, CJ Chavez from Evolve Strong. Your boy's drinking milkshakes, even while he's doing the Rise of the Phoenix, because your boy's getting swole, and he needs those extra calories. And the weekends, and especially like probably 7.30, right on the dot tonight, is for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. When we get back, new baseball rules, and of course it hits Manny Machado first. We got our first clock violation oh, wow. and our first freak out of spring training, LFG. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Don't show up to work without a tape. Everyone will know, and they'll talk about you in the lunchroom over a ham sandwich. It's the opening drive with Jeff Simbietta and J.J. Buck. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Oh, damn, it's getting me pumped. Fatality. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Best fighting video game move all time. Johnny Cage's nut punch. Oh, yeah, when he does the splits. Splits and the nut punch. Oh, yeah. It's the best ever. I'm with you. Welcome back. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Uh, we got our first clock violation, and it didn't take long as it happened on the first day of spring training. And, of course, it happens to San Diego Padres star Manny Machado. If you don't know, there's, there's some new rule changes this year, and one that's meant to sped up the, speed up the pace of play is, of course, the pitch clock. Right. So pitchers have 15 seconds to start their windup with no one on base, and 20 seconds to start their windup with a runner on base. But for that to happen, the hitter has to play ball too. Yes. So he has to be in the batter's box with at least eight seconds. And I'm watching. I'm watching the video. And he, <laughs> not even in the box yet, knowing damn well what he needs to do. I mean, he's no Manny Ramirez, but this is definitely Manny being Manny stuff right here. Yes. He knows what he's doing. You could see it on you his face. You could see it on his face, yeah. yeah he's he messing around. Yeah, you could see it on his face that he's doing it on purpose. Umpire quickly calls timeout, points to his watch. That's the new sign for clock violation. Yep. Calls a strike. 0-1. Oh 0-1. And one. Oh and one. That's how you start your year with the violation of the clock. But you see what what he did next pitch, right? Yes. He immediately got a single. Got a single. He's like, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> playing with y'all. Just playing with y'all. Don't get it twisted. I'm still that dude. I'm still that dude now. Don't play with me. Oh, the balls on this guy. Turned down, what, $100 million? Another five years and a hundred, a hundred, five years, $105 million tacked on to the end of his contract. And he's going to say, no, thank you. $30 million isn't good enough for me. I'm going to opt out on my contract. Know your worth, Kings. You know, and that's, that's the ultimate know your worth for real. Yeah, like, for real. Good for him. If if he has, I mean, he was what top three MVP votes last year. Mm-hmm. If he has another season like that, he's going to get PAID paid. If thirty million ain't enough for you, like sh- go crazy baller. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to fault anybody for testing the market. 
testing your worth, trying to max out what you can get. But I see an extension happening. I think he loves being in San Diego. He loves his teammates. It's a very Latin team. Oh, yeah. And yeah. young yeah. and real good for the first time, better than the Dodgers in a long time. And he's like, yeah, for the first time ever, right? Yeah. Beat them in the playoffs, expected to have more wins. Building up on it. They're, yeah. they're building on that playoff win. Playoff series win. And he's still young, right? He's only 30. Yeah, he's only 30. Yeah. It seems like he should be like in his mid-30s by now. He started so damn young. How old was he, he when was he started? He was so good. I think he was 19 when he oh. started. Yeah, I think he was 19 when he started with the, the Orioles. But yeah, this is going to be one of many yeah. clock violations. And I I just knew, like, yeah, he's 19. 19. We broke into the league. Uh 739 OPS as a rookie. That's really good. All-star very next year. This is going to be the first of many. And there's going to be so many freakouts. Like, you could tell from the video he was doing it on purpose. Yeah. He had a little smirk on his face. Like, he just wanted to test the waters. But this is going to happen in, like, pivotal moments. Like You think so? Oh, two outs, two strikes, runner on second base. Close game. Oh, uh, when, when that happens, oh. all hell is going to break loose, buddy. If you get rung up for the third out on the third strike, when you got a chance to come back and win a game, you are going to freak out. So, okay, let me get this straight. It doesn't matter. It can be third strike, third out, and this this rule is in place. Correct. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. There we go, baseball. That's what I'm talking about. Bring some drama to each at bat. And look, I I get it-ish. You want to provide a better product to the next generation. The biggest complaints is it's too slow. It takes too long. Uh, a pitcher taking five more seconds isn't going to add to the total of the game. Very true. Slimming down those commercial breaks. Mm. Slimming down those replays sponsored by yeah. Toyo Tire or whatever. Big O Tires. This replay is sponsored by Big O Tire. Big O Tire, the best tire for you. By the way, if the lovely people at Big O Tire would like to reach out, <laughs> 505-246-0610. We have yet to have a uh, tire partner in the community. We'd love to have one. you got to trim these commercials down. you got to trim the replays down. It doesn't take three minutes and 30 seconds. It doesn't take four minutes for baseball players to run out on the field and warm up. Right. So, yeah. well, see, we we got to jump on this, basically, with, with the isotopes. Sure. You know, we've seen, you know, how much time is shaved off of these games and just how much focus you as a fan just – you're more focused on the game. Yes. It doesn't take away – because here's here's my thing. I thought it was going to take away from the experience – of being at the game. I don't think it touches that at all. I, I see all of this as a positive. Yeah, I mean, as long as they streamline it, they get it right, and first off, you know, don't piss off all the players. Uh, as long as they don't do that, it's going to be just fine. You might not even notice, really. I'm trying to think, is there any player that we know of that has a name that we, you know, that we can name off the top of our head that this would affect? I don't, I can't think of any. I got one. Who? Only one that I can think of. Luis Garcia from the Astros. The guy who rocks the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
His like his wind up is a whole twenty seconds all by itself. Yeah, he got to he got to shorten that up. Yeah, he's got to tighten it up. But uh, I don't see it really affects anyone. Yeah, like there's some pitchers that will like step off the mound a lot, and you could do that a couple times, uh, an inning, step off the mound and restart the clock. A lot of pitchers do that. You know, some pitchers like try to play mind games and and wait to start the delivery, get the batter's timing off. It's going to affect some of that stuff. I mean, we saw it, like you said, like at the isotopes, like at the beginning yeah. at the beginning of the year last year when they were really strict mm-hmm. about the new rule changes. They shaved half an hour off yeah. the game, sometimes forty five minutes Big off time. the game. Big time. It's huge. I, I, I just I'm just ready to see it in postseason because I think that's where it will be the biggest impact in the game because it's those are tense situations if you're on the road or if you're at home and i think that's where if if it comes to where it might be something kind of weird is where it'll show its face the first the very first game today with the new rules and this wasn't a nationally televised game where they have uh commercial breaks at a set time two hours and 30 minutes on the dot that's perfect for baseball yeah that be, to me, that's the difference with baseball and football, basketball, hockey. Football is a 60-minute game that takes three hours. Most of the time, three and a half hours. Basketball is a 48-minute game that takes two and a half, sometimes three hours. Hockey's a 60-minute game that takes three hours. Baseball is a three-hour game that takes three hours. That's how long it's supposed to take. Yeah, It's designed to take that long. Like, if it wasn't for commercial breaks, you can literally play an NFL game in, like, an hour and a half. Yeah, for real. You know you know how yeah. insane the NFL's corporate sponsors would be if you kept NFL to account on their time clock? Get out of here. Now, you know what's, who's really pushing it? The NBA. Yeah. It, it's getting unbearable. I do not like – it was already bad when you had two minutes to go. It was kind of like – NFL. Yeah, two minutes, that means that's really 30 minutes. Correct. Now they have the replays, and they actually show you. I don't want to see all that. Give me what the outcome of the replay is. Yes. I don't care. I don't want to see the ref go over there. They got the camera, the ref's over there, and they show them looking at it, and then they do. I don't care about that. Just tell me who got Does the points count, or does the, does the foul count? I don't care about all the rest of it. I'm 100% with you right there. I don't want to watch them make the judgment. Yeah. Watch replay after replay. It is completely unnecessary. And by the way, I'm pro-ref. I'm pro-umpire. Give me all the zebras. But we don't need as many zebras on the field. We don't need as many zebras on the court. We have 120 cameras pointed at this game. You can see every play from every friggin' angle. You don't need to send it up to the booth. Right. And then he cuts out the nice replays, <laughs> and then he sends the replays down to the ref. Yeah. And the ref looks into the box. And then you got three more commercials by our new friends at Big O Tires. <laughs> One thing I will give MLB that I love, they let the announcers of the game make their analysis. Sure. They don't have someone, let's go to yeah. let's go to Chuck in New York. Yeah. And he's like some old Heck, retired, some umpire. retired umpire. Exactly. And from what I can see, is I don't want to hear that. Because NFL, I think they mess it up. Because a, a lot of times that I've watched the games, the New York guy's completely wrong. Yes, and then they say, "Well, what would you have done?" It doesn't matter what we what what he have done. 
It's what's happening in this game right now. Yeah, and that, that would shave so much time. Yes. It's like having the guy in the replay booth be an umpire, not some neutral objective person who just does video stuff. Have a, an umpire be up in the box, immediately make the decision, mm-hmm. relay the decision. Don't have the umpire on the field, the referee on the field, waste all that time looking at the play over and over again. When there's a guy with perfectly good vision up in the video box already who can just say, oh, yeah, that was a foul. Yeah. Oh, he was out of bounds. Oh, that's a catch. Oh, no, that's a, that's a, that's a double play. He hit the bag first. You can see that stuff immediately. There's 120 cameras on the game, on the court, on the match, on the whatever. It's just a waste of time to fill in more commercials. And now baseball, you're the biggest victim of it. You're trying to change the game. Let's see. Let's see if it'll work because I'm just looking up the average length of MLB games from 2000 until last year. We were all good, kind of hovering at two and a half until we got to 2014. That's the first time the average game was three hours. Okay. 2015, it went closer back to two and a half, but for the last seven years, north of three hours. And that's that's commercials. Yes. That's reviews. That's replays. Yeah. That ain't a pitch count. A pinch count's going to shave like five minutes off. What's really going like, to get the game time down is cutting out commercial breaks, slimming down commercial breaks, not doing the look inside the box replays. Right. It's so easy. Listen to me. Bud Selig. Hey, that was. <laughs> Bud Selig. Bud. Listen, <laughs> listen to your boy. I got the answers. Put me on the payroll. Who would you rather be? Well, I, I think I know this answer. Okay. NBA commissioner, MLB commissioner, or NFL? Uh, as far as, like, wielding power and salary and status, NFL. But, duh, my answer is baseball forever. I never, it's baseball forever. Yeah, you, you, would, you, would, you would change up everything. Yes. You would change everything. Yeah. By the way, uh, Dark Lord, if you want to tempt me into stealing my soul, make me baseball commissioner. <laughs> it's super easy. <laughs> Quit trying all these lowball offers. Just make me baseball commissioner. It's yours. I'm already a ginger. You got half of it already. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about FCC complaints on this year's Super Bowl, and you're probably going to guess what all the complaints were about. Oh, I thought you were talking about for us. Oh, God, no. <laughs> they're, most, hey. they're mostly me. <laughs> hey, we had, you've, had a, you've had a couple. You have had a couple, my friend. Hey, we got a couple yesterday with the perineum bit. Yeah. Obviously, we kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah. FCC in the Super Bowl. When we get back, you're listening to Two Men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Don't bet on any futures for NFL quarterbacks, period. I'll tell you why this Saturday morning at 7 a.m. with name three players on the sports animal. Welcome back to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. As always, we're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. Lunch, that goes down with the boys at 66 Diner. The boys are getting strong at Evolve Strong in the weekends. That's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. So I teased this right before we went to the break, Mm -hmm. Robert, and I don't know if you saw this story, but to put this into perspective, over 100 million people 
watch the Super Bowl. Yes. At the peak, 108 people, 108 million people watch the Super Bowl. Right. Which is 11 million short of the 119 million people that watched Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime performance. Mm-hmm. She beat the game by 11 million people. That's how you do it. That's That lets you know they Ooh. picked the right person to do the Super Bowl halftime. Yes. And she killed it, by the way. Yes, she did. We talked about it before. Like, obviously, we did this, you know, right after the Super Bowl. But uh, she is a stone-cold killer. And like I said, I, would, I was never into Rihanna. Was never, like, a big fanboy. But, I, you know, I know of her. I know how popular she is. I know how big of a deal she is. And I was listening to the halftime show, and I was like, Oh, that's a banger. I didn't know that was her. Yeah. Oh, that's a banger. I didn't know that was her. Oh, that's a banger. I didn't mm-hmm. know that was her. Oh, when's Jay-Z coming out? I know this one. <laughs> yep. But yeah, she had hit after hit after hit, and it was a great halftime show. You know, her being suspended and just floating in midair. How is she up there? You know, obviously, like with pictures, like we, you know, you see the the lines and you see the the bolts and the buckles holding her up, but... When you're watching it in real time, you're like, oh, my God, she's just floating in the air. How is this pregnant lady just mm-hmm. floating through the sky, entertaining all these people? I thought it was great. I thought it was a top 10 all-time halftime show, probably somewhere in the 7 to 9 range. Is that about where you had it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Perfect perfect fit in that area. It was no, it was no Prince. It was no Death Row, but... uh. It was one for the ages, that's for sure. But not everybody agreed with us, Robert. Yeah, I see this. <laughs> 103 complaints were made to the Federal Communications Commission about the Super Bowl broadcast, and almost all of them were about Rihanna's halftime show performance. You want to guess what these complaints were about, Robert? Yeah, I already know. <laughs> I already know. Uh, it's the dance moves. Yes, it's the dance it's moves. It's the dance moves. Even though she wasn't even close to doing the dance moves that we're used to seeing her do. Nope. These were wholesome compared to what her music videos would look like. They were. I'm looking at these complaints. They're making fun of her. Not fun. They're complaining about her outfit as well. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. How? I think this gives a uh, gives a statistical advantage to the Kansas City Chiefs. How all of her dress was solid red and her dancers were all solid white. So the complaints, Robert. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. We're all set to the pornography category. Oh, my gosh. For overtly sexual dancing. And movements that were patently offensive and completely inappropriate for children. First off, when was the last halftime show that was appropriate for small children? Oh my gosh. When was the last football game that was appropriate for small children? I wonder, did they watch the the J Lo Shakira one? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this woman is fully clothed. You don't see any skin. It's it's everything from the neck down is super covered up. 
Yeah, I didn't think it was anywhere close to being that sexual. Yeah. Like, okay. When Madonna did it, she grabbed her crotch. She's just a woman comfortable in her own skin. Yeah. She's she's America's diva. She's a real pop star. Surprise, surprise. There's a big difference here again. Yeah, I'm seeing a pattern. When Rihanna does it, a viewer in Utah wrote, this year the halftime show was so indecent, I had to turn off the TV because of the pornographic content. Those are the people that you try to figure out how did they even get a TV. And also... It was like the Amish people. Like. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> is Jebediah cranking? Yeah. <laughs> is he cranking the television right now so you can watch this? And look, a woman in Florida writes, she spread her A cheek at the crack. She rubbed her pants where her labia was three times. Not just the once, Robert. She rubbed her pants where her labia was three times. Second most watched halftime show behind Katy Perry's 2015 performance. Oh, my gosh. Second most all time. At the peak of the program, five million people watched the halftime show more than the the Super Bowl. At the peak was 11 million. 505-246-0610. Hit us up on the Sports Animal Hotline. You got a hot take. We will put you on air. We got a friend of the show on with us, Robert? Who yeah, we got here? Yeah, we have the one, the only, Bruce Wayne. Oh, Bruce Wayne, my dude. What you got? We talking about sexual dancing here? What you got? Yeah, um, it's crazy how, like, even after the Super Bowl is over, how polarizing the football is, and we can't get off it, and Speaking of not getting off of things, did you watch the halftime show? Of course. Yes. Did you see, like, I, I get it, like, it was probably maybe into window stuff. I, I thought what I really saw was a pregnant uh, placenta with a bunch of sperm trying to get to that. I I, I saw that first. Maybe I was drinking too much, but my wife saw that, too. And That's I, a great bit. It just seemed like there was a lot more euthanisms in there than, we, than people are getting offended for. They're more worried about the surface level stuff when maybe there was more more to that dance than it really was and uh, maybe i'm reading into it but it still looked uh uh there was definitely more to that than i thought people there's always a weird conspiracies about this illuminati yeah. and the signs of illuminati i just think it was a pregnant woman trying to get pregnant uh that's what it looked like to me uh but that's everybody's perception of what it is but it was still entertaining, but you, you, it's crazy that you say 11 million. That's who tuned in. I mean, that's not to say how many Super Bowl parties are, and then there was people watching it that was in a group right. of a bunch mm-hmm. of people. So right. uh, there's a million that actually saw that. So Yeah, by, uh, was, by their estimation. Um, it's still going to be the – yeah, it's still entertaining nonetheless. I, I think we, we read into way too many things uh, and not just enjoy it for what it is. It's just a performance – and that's it. Like, let it be what it is. Don't read into too much. But it, I cannot help not to read in a little bit to maybe some of the euthanisms that were associated with that. But you guys have a good weekend. I just thought I'd chime in to get your thoughts on that. Appreciate you. Hot take, Wayne. I like that a lot. I want to know who has the FCC on speed dial. Oh, I know exactly who these people are. <laughs> like, come on, man. You know how you know how raggedy and and sorry your life is to be. Watching that Super Bowl halftime and say, you know what? 
Let me get the FCC on the line. Mm-hmm. I'm watching these elite athletes yeah. run, running to each other at full speed, breaking each other's bones and tearing ligaments and giving each other concussions, spit flying everywhere, expletives you can hear on the microphone. But you know what bothers me? That hip thrust in Rihanna. If she moves them hips one more time, I will not be able to handle this. And, Robert, to answer your question, I know exactly who these people are calling the FCC. These are the same people who treat your local servers at your diner like garbage. Oh, you're hitting the nail on the head. It's the exact people. It's the exact people who complain about when there's not white chocolate M&Ms at the gas station. These are the same people Man. that find any reason to be upset and complain. I'm just going to tell the real. These are the people who hated Elvis then, but they love him now. That's what it was. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Oh, oh, you get so that? Good. You get that? Oh, that's so good. Oh, you nailed it. Uh, looks like the Sports Animal Hotline's lighting up. Who do we got? We got a friend of the show, Marty. Marty, my dude, what's happening? Hey, guys. Um, you know, when I think about people that complain about that, maybe they were, just maybe they associated her with being pregnant with the act of getting pregnant. So in their mind, they were the ones they were thinking dirty. Sure. Yes. Sure. So it, so when people think about it, when people make comments like that is, dude, I wasn't even thinking about that. You're the yeah, dirty one. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I mean, let's right? get let's so, get Sig, yeah. let's get Sigmund Freud in on this. See what he thinks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It is, I believe it is your it. repressed sexual desires for your mother and father. So so it's like <laughs> You know, when people make comments, it's like, okay, do you really feel that way or do you wish you were up there? Or, yeah. do, or do you involve yourself in some kinky, weird stuff? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. How did you notice? Right? How did you notice that? I was just watching a lady sing and dance. <laughs> if, exactly, if, if, exactly. exactly. It's like the neighbor across the street, freaking neighbor, right? Shakes at everybody's nice at everybody, but then all of a sudden the cops are over at his house and getting arrested for, you know what, pornography. Yep. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm just saying, I, I think that's what went through their head is they saw a pregnant woman and they started thinking all these crazy thoughts and she making all this money. I guess apparently she get paid, but she look at her. She's more popular now than ever. So yeah, she got, her. she got paid in streams. That's what it was. Everyone went exactly, back and listened exactly. to us to our music. So, so really quick on the Lobos tomorrow. Sure. They got to play with energy 40 minutes. That's been the problem with the eight losses is they go through lapses of, you know, you know how it is. You start reaching, you committing these fouls. That just tells me you're not playing with the same intensity throughout the whole game. And, 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 you know, I've seen it through these games where they've lost is these teams go on these spurts because the Lobos aren't bringing it defensively or they're missing assignments or out of plays. Uh, and that's what I see. So they're going to have to just play with that same intensity, 40 minutes. It's going to have to be a team effort. I like to see the substitutions play out a little different. Sometimes I kind of, with Coach Patino, I love him to death. I think he's a lifesaver for the program. But I've said it before, I'm not crazy about his substitution packages. I'm not. Sometimes I think you got to throw out bigs with bigs and mix it up a little bit. Yeah. But that's just my thought. 
No, I, no, I, seriously, I agree with you. Uh, that first four-game losing streak, I mean, you could definitely see it was second-half defense. They just weren't playing a good team defense, and they have to chunk up shots to play catch-up. But, I mean, last game they shot 30% from the field. You're, never, you're not going to win a basketball game yeah. shooting 30% from the field. Hey, thanks for the call, Marty. Thanks for being a friend of the show. When we get back, I'm going to go back in time 87 years. Whoa. I don't want to go. Talk about the first. <laughs> Leave me here, man. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about the first NFL draft. I got a cool story for you. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Don't bet on any futures for NFL quarterbacks, period. I'll tell you why this Saturday morning at 7 a.m. with Name 3 Players on The Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. I told you I'm going to take you back 87 years, Robert. Luckily, not in a time machine. We get to stay right here on the radio. Good. Good. Because I was just going to look out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard of Jay Burwanger? No. Okay, I doubt you would have. Jay Burwanger, in 1936, Mm -hmm. won the Downtown Athletic Club trophy. Does that sound familiar? Isn't that the Heisman? It's later renamed the Heisman Trophy the very following year. And the very next year was the first NFL draft. The Philadelphia Eagles had the first pick and was going to select Jay Burwanger, but they know that he couldn't meet his salary demands of a thousand dollars a game. Ooh, balling back then. So they traded the rights to draft the downtown athletic club trophy winner, halfback. Jay Burwanger mm-hmm. to his hometown Chicago Bears. He played for the University of Chicago, wanted to stay in Chicago and play football. Got what he wanted. But he knew he was the best. He knew he was going to be the best in the league, much like Manny Machado. Ah. He knew his worth, my friend. Yes. So coach and general manager, part owner, of the Chicago Bears in the 30s. One Mr. George Hallis, big name. Forefather of the NFL. Yep. So, he never signed with his hometown Bears. (laughs) Let me guess. Papa Bear Hallis was not trying to pay him that much. That is correct. I knew it. Burwanger wanted a $15,000 salary. Coach and owner, George Hallis, his final offer was (laughs) $13,500. The Heisman Trophy winner. Wow. Number one pick in the draft. The undisputed best player in the country would have immediately been the best player of the game. Never played in the NFL 
because of a $1,500 difference in salary. Okay, I look, I've look. i seen pictures of George Hallis. He looks like he is not He's not the guy to spend money. Well, I mean, he did this, own a team. This, this story goes with the way he looks in my head. Just He's not giving that that I'm going to offer you this, and that's all. Not a penny more. And that's that's after weeks of negotiating. Yeah. Did you see what, what he, um, Burwanger, ended up becoming? Yes. <laughs> he said that $1,500 is enough difference in salary that I'm going to go work at a rubber factory. Wow. He, he became a foam rubber salesman. <laughs> he decided. No, nah, man. To be a rubber salesman, he could have been instead like, of the best player in the NFL. He could have been like one of the early superstars of the NFL. Fifteen thousand dollars in nineteen thirty-six is about three hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars today. So ten percent of that would have been about thirty-two thousand dollars. So yeah. could you imagine wow. the number one pick right now wow. not playing because of $32,000? That's insane. Surprise, surprise. He had a few regrets later in life. <laughs> <laughs> he regrets not playing in the NFL. You don't say. Well, the the league has changed so much. I don't see an owner not Basically doing what the the best college player who's going to be number one, you have the number one pick, which is crazy. It is the Bears. (laughs) Yes, it is the Bears. 87 years later, how are they going to screw this one up? (laughs) Five o'clock coming up, and we're talking Russ Wilson. What won't this guy do? One hour in the books, having a lot of fun with it. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Now Now betting for the sports sports animal, animal, your your afternoon afternoon drive. drive. Number Number two, two, men men on. on. Van Nunley, Van Nunley and Fred, and Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Five o'clock, Albuquerque. What we getting into tonight? We getting loose? I'm not. I'm being wildly responsible. I, I was going to ask you: is that is that your plan? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm it didn't, I was going to say it didn't sound too convincing. I have a little meeting after this, and then uh, I'm going to be a good boy. As you know, I'm getting strong with Evolve Strong. Ah, because Van is participating in the Rise of the Phoenix program, and I still got two months to go. So I got to take it easy every once in a while. Right. Like I told you, I did, you know, I drunk Amazon last night. So now I got to take Friday off because I took Thursday on. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, you made it through another week. It's quitting time. 
all my nine to fivers out there just getting in your car and joining us. Let's have some fun with it. What do you say me, you, and Robert make fun of Russell Wilson? That's not hard. He's like it's not hard at all. He's like the dorky Antonio Brown. It's just story after story after story. And the new one today. It's so crazy because I was going to, you know how Superman has Bizarro Superman? Yeah. I don't know which one of them are the Bizarro ones. <laughs> which one is? I, I can't tell. Oh, one of them hangs with Kanye. Russ Wilson. Let's call him by his full name. Russell Wilson. Russell. Do you know how many L's are in Russell Wilson? After this story, I have to count them up. <laughs> Twelve last year. So Russ Wilson, story comes out, the athletics dropping bombs. So for as dorky and boring as the athletic is, they do some good sports journalism. Going to give them credit for that. Athletic drops a bomb today that Russell Wilson tried to get both Pete Carroll and the general manager. I'm going blank on his name. What's his name? Uh, Schlesinger? Schneider? John Schneider? I think it's John Schneider. That sounds right. Anyways, tried to get his coach and GM fired on a down year. Oh, wonder why they had a down year. Maybe it was Russell Wilson. So the whole organization said, what? no, no. We would like to have the frog cosplaying, gum-chewing, 76-year-old Pete Carroll, then our MVP quarterback, Russell Wilson. <laughs> Adios, brother. This is so funny. I think um, I think this is one of those, the, the straw that, that broke the camel's back. I don't think this is a one thing, one thing when it comes to him and the organization. Oh, this had to be so many things. Oh, yeah. You know, historically, yeah. like, okay, whoever Russell Wilson's media team is, whoever the Seahawks media team is, did a fantastic job of painting Russell Wilson as this wholesome, hardworking family man who dedicates his life to charity. I bought it hook, line, and sinker. The only group that did a better job was whoever was handling Bill Cosby for all these years. Yes. yes. <laughs> Weinstein Media Group. <laughs> yeah, you guys deserve every award. Every friggin' yeah. award. Whoever runs his marketing, Seahawks marketing, because they had me fooled. Yeah. They had me legit fooled. I, I for, think I think this is uh they're the reason why he got Sierra too. <laughs> Everything is a sham. Yeah, what do they have on Sierra? <laughs> Had to lock her down with this weirdo Russell Wilson. Dude. Like I used to think of him as like the hard working oh, yeah. Christian example for every young athlete mm -hmm. would go show up and show up to children's hospitals yeah. without announcing to the media. You'd only find out days or weeks later all the charity work. Donating money not in his name. You wouldn't find out to way after. I was fooled. This guy shows up to Denver in a truck that is the biggest truck I've ever seen in my life. And go crazy. Hey, look, dudes out there, truck guys, I get it. I played with trucks in my sandbox when yeah. I was a kid. Everyone had, you know, micro machines or oh, what are the other toys? Uh, 
Hot Wheels. Yeah. Everybody played with trucks. I get it, big truck guy. But aggressively big truck guy? Like you have to spend more than the truck's worth to make it bigger than it should be truck guy? And you have what, to what, add what, in the you have to add in that you're not like a big guy. Yes. Because to normal people, Russell Wilson is a big guy, but in football terms, he's not. No. He's a shade under six foot. Me and Russell Wilson are probably the exact same size, but he has significantly more muscle mass. Yeah. <laughs> and bigger hands and stronger knees and uh, a better eyes for finding receivers. Not last year. <laughs> this story is wild because Sean Payton is a part of this story. Yeah. That's the wild part. Yeah. Because to me, that makes this story real legit. Oh, yeah. The Athletic is not going to put anything out that's not legit. They. This is crazy. TMZ fact checked the story. They endorsed it. Like, this is real. Like, he tried to get rid of Pete Carroll and the GM two years in a row and said, no, Russell, we're getting rid of you. Now, you know who should you go? You fool. You should go. You weirdo. Get out of here. Careful. It's he, a little spicy. Okay, let's be real. There's There are a level of players that can pull this move. He's just not on that level. Thought he was. It wasn't because of them they won a Super Bowl. He must have forgot. He's the reason why they lost the second one. Correct. A defense. Yeah. And Marshawn Lentz got him to and won them the Super Bowl. Yes. Not Russell Wilson. Only when... The Seahawks were down when the Seahawks weren't a running and defense first team. Did he start putting up numbers? Yeah. He was a game manager early in his career. He was a don't screw this up guy early in his career. He forgets that. He forgets that Pete Carroll made him. You trying to get rid of the guy that made him into who he was? He gone. I love the way that his, even the way he came back and did a rebuttal on this story. I, I didn't like it. Oh, of course. Because it's Russell Wilson. It's what we thought he would say. Exactly what he thought he would say. He said, I love Pete. He was a father figure to me, and John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. i tell you who don't want to hear that, Seattle. Yeah. You're you're not getting the treatment that those teams – or, or players on those teams that will get everybody. Okay, look, this is this is crazy. Richard Sherman, we know what he's done off the field. Uh huh. Let him go to Seattle. They love him. Mm-hmm. Marshawn Lynch, we know what he's done off the field. Yep. Love him. Pete Carroll, everyone. Cam Chancellor, but when it comes to Russell Wilson, no, that no, nah, it's different. They get they they gonna give him those weird vibes. They knew they knew he was a weirdo. Yeah, like real Seattle fan knew he was a weirdo and was not sad to see him go. There wasn't this huge outcry You're from right. Seahawks Nation. You're like, right? Oh my God, what are you doing? You're ruining our franchise. You're right. They're just like, yeah, we trust Pete. We're good. We got Gino. <laughs> we got Gino. We're fine. And then. He has the audacity. Like, the second that he got out of Seattle, you started to get exposed to who Russell Wilson really was. You remember them comments about, oh, good, now I'm on a team where I ain't got to do it all myself? Yes. You remember that stuff? Yep, yep. And then the weird let's ride photo shoot 
where it instilled zero confidence in me whatsoever. I didn't believe that fool to be a dude. Having his own little personnel come in and tend to him that's not on the team payroll, having his own office. I don't know, man. Sean Payton better be as as good as he's billed to be because he's inheriting a bad situation, I think. Well, he's going to put the foot down. I mean, he's going to be the law. Yeah, but everything they gave up for Sean Payton, like he's their guy. Yeah. He I mean, the things that he did with Drew Brees, like they really believe that they can do that with Russell Wilson. We'll see. Immediately they kicked him out of his own office. Yeah, they're like, "No, nah, we don't do that." That was a press conference where Russell, Russell Sean Payton was like, they they asked him, he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. We don't do that here." We don't do that. That's stupid. Russell Wilson <laughs> had his own office on the second floor. <laughs> With the administrators and the coaches, like the front office people. It was a bunch of old suit and ties and Russell Wilson. His first day in the locker room, he says, hey, guys, I want you to know I'm here for you. I have an open door policy in my office. <laughs> in my office. That's not what it means to be there for your team. Be in the locker room with your team, you weirdo. Not your own office with your own quarterback coach and your own nutritionist and your own trainer. That is weird. You're a weird dude. He has personal quarterback coach. What? Yes. His own trainer, his own dietitian, his own throwing coordinator. He had his own team of people. It is so weird. Yes. He is, he is weird. Sean Payton was like, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not too familiar with that. Sean Payton. He was like, that, that's foreign to me. He's lock, he's locking all of this weird stuff down immediately. He can Russ Wilson could say goodbye to all that accoutrement. There's if, no way. If Sean Payton does this correctly, this is that Seahawks first championship run where they won the championship. This Denver team can be that exact team. Great defense and a quarterback who does not lose them the game. Correct. That's the that's the route they have to go. Peyton's got to drop him down a couple pegs. Oh, he will. He probably already has. His own his own coaching staff, his own office, get out of here. He had, like, the way his office was described, they were like football versions of live, laugh, love oh, no. posters on his wall. No. Like inspirational quotes. I believe it. And, like, scribbled down ideas for, like, backyard kid flag football plays. Like he's just the weirdest dude. I can't believe I was that fooled. Usually I know like people's character and integrity, what kind of person they really are. Russell Wilson legit had me fooled. That dude is a weirdo. Yeah. That's what happens when you give the keys of the Porsche to a friggin' weirdo. They crash it into a wall. So we'll you only give them the Civic. Well, this upcoming season, if if the Broncos turn it around, does it turn around how you feel about Russell Wilson? It'll turn around how I feel about Sean Payton. Mm, that, that's where I was leading to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Russell Wilson, he had me fooled. He's a weirdo. Mm-hmm. After that Subway commercial. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm done forever. I'm still, I'm, okay, I'm still kind of mad at you for even showing me that. <laughs> I never saw that before. It's like, what are you, why? Uh, why? Uh, careful. It's a little spicy. Between that and the World Cup song, we got beef. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> if you strike out seven times out of ten, you're an all-star, baby. 
All right, that's enough Russell Wilson talk. Yeah. It's weirdo. We will have some more quarterback talk when we get back as we're going to do a little high hypotheticals for this quarterback carousel situation. Let's do it. 505-246-0610. We'll take your hot takes on where all these quarterbacks are going, and uh, let's have some fun with it. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Don't bet on any futures for NFL quarterbacks, period. I'll tell you why this Saturday morning at 7 a.m. with name three players on the sports animal. Screaming west side when we ride, switching lanes in that old school Chevy while I'm gripping brains. Fit that bang, I try to tell a mystery. Welcome back, Duke City. I got I'm not gonna lie, I got a little bit of upset last segment. Way more upset than you when I showed you that Russell Wilson subway commercial. <laughs> I got, I'm, I'm legit upset that I was fooled by Russell Wilson for this long. Yeah, you I could hear it. You you drank uh, the Russell Wilson Kool-Aid. I did. No, I did. I really did. Maybe I'm a mark this whole time. Maybe I'm not the reasonable, objective member of the press I thought I was. Well, let's not act like he spent, he didn't spend high dollar to to get that image. Oh, yes. That arranged marriage. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Hey, all they, right, they, all did, right. they didn't even date. Hold on. Like, just bam, one day they were married. This is... Now you're making me question a lot of things because yes. I remember them specifically saying, we did not touch each other until we got married. Yeah. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. That is a lie. How could you not? Is is W-I-L-S-O-N how he really spells his last name, or is there two two L's in the Wilson? Oh, there's a lot of L's. I don't, I don't, so I don't trust L's. nothing that he said. So many L's. All right, quarterback carousel. Let's get it. Oh, by the way, friends of the show, loyal listeners, Duke citizens, Burkanos, everyone in Albuquerque, you're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. We do lunch and a milkshake at the 66 Diner. The boys are getting strong at Evolve Strong in the weekends. That's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. All right, we starting at the top or the bottom? Let's start, let's start at the bottom like Drake. Okay. Okay, Drizzy, here we go. Mason Rudolph. Oh, this one's really to the We're bottom. We're going huh? way at the bottom. Way to the bottom. Way to the bottom. Okay, we'll blow through these. Yeah, yeah. I got my best bottom for my best last. What? What does mm, that mean? Mm. What does that mean? Mason Rudolph, he stays a backup with the Steelers, right? Yeah, he's, he stays. Okay, he stays a backup with the Steelers. Uh, Jared Stidham, you stay a backup for the Raiders? He might have played his way to a different team. A starting gig? Mm, not a starting gig, but... Compete for a starting gig yeah. at a lower level team. Right. Smart. I like that a lot. Case Keenum. Case Keenum's 35 now. I didn't even know he was still in the league. He was uh, Jared Allen's backup. They gotta I mean, keep sorry, him. Josh Allen's Josh backup. Allen. They got to keep him. Okay. He, he's um, That's the veteran that they need, and especially with the style of play of Allen. Smart. And he'll, he'll sign for pennies on the dollar yeah. just to stay there. He's going he's gonna to be a good coach one day. All right, we're doing quick hitters right here from the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's only 26, bro. Oh, my gosh. He is only 26. 
He is like either the worst starter or the best backup in football. I think he showed enough at the after the trade of Baker Mayfield. Oh, by the way, from the texter, friend of the show, J.D., Buck D. ain't in the batting circle anymore. He's batting cleanup. Oh. Boom. You must see these arms on the... Boom. <laughs> Sam Darnold's going to get, just like you said with Jarrett Stidham, a compete for a job or a for sure backup somewhere. Yeah, because you forget how he played down the stretch. He, yeah. he played okay. He didn't like... He wasn't a world beater, but he didn't play bad. Oh, look, Sam Darnold was the quarterback for the rebuilding Jets and the Panthers. Crazy. We don't even know who this guy is. Mm-hmm. All right. One of my favorite underdogs in the league, Taylor Heineke. Just hit 30. Free agent. Does he get a gig somewhere, or is he doomed to be an injury backup forever? Um, He's... He's shown that he's a serviceable starter. If you put him, like, is Taylor Heineke, does Tanner Heineke uh, do the uh, Mr. Irrelevant if he's on the 49ers? No, because he's too reckless. Yeah. They 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 say it every time. He, it reminds me of Brett Favre. He, yeah. You know who he reminds me of. Yeah, there's too many turnovers. Okay, Teddy Bridgewater. This poor guy. See, Teddy Bridgewater Teddy might has be. been so close in so many situations, so talented. Yeah, but he, now he has a lot of injuries. Yep. And he can't stay on the field. Hit 30. I don't know but about still, that one. 30, like that's nothing for a quarterback now. Well, he'll be someone's backup. You, that's, a, that's a name I would want as my backup. Yeah, dependable, proven. It's yeah. a great asset. Yeah. Still got some legs left. By the way, people, if uh, you're texting for the drawing or whatever it is, it's a completely different number. It's not the sports animal text line. So I'd just like to let you guys know right now. Okay. Two gingers back to back. Okay. Carson Wentz, Andy Dalton. Carson Wentz has been cashing checks. Off that incomplete Eagle season. And he will continue to this next season. Somebody's going to give him another gig? He's going to get another gig. Not as a starter, though. Compete for a job or backup? Right. He, he's definitely backup. Here's the problem with all these guys. And I was going to get to this later, but let's just get to there now. These next group of quarterbacks, these young guys, these Bryce Youngs, these C.J. Strouds, these Anthony Richardsons, and all the guys coming after him, uh, Caleb Williams, USC. There's some studs coming out next year, too. All these young guys are going to be better than these veterans, coming out of college better than these tried-and-true veterans because the athleticism's there, the experience is there. I mean, the competition of play in SEC and, yeah. and Pac-12, like it's it's all there. But they're going to need a veteran to teach them how to be a professional. Oh, no doubt. So that's where a lot of these guys will come in handy. Okay, the other ginger. He's out. He needs to retire. He's the red, done. The Red Rocket. He's done. Andy Dalton. He's out of there. He's 35. He's out of the, He should not have another job in the league. Because he's redheaded? Is that what you're saying? No, he's just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> he's bad. Okay. Jacoby Brissett just hit 30. Okay. 
just backup somewhere, right? Yeah, he'll he'll be a great backup for someone, but they're gonna have to pay him a little bit more than just a regular backup, I think. Okay, now let's skip to the real ones. Let's get it. Okay, the two best quarterbacks, in my opinion, in the National Football League. Baker Mayfield and Cooper Rush. What do we do with these two studs? Uh, One on the Niners. So if the Rams are smart, (laughs) they keep Baker Mayfield. I think that's the play, right? Yeah. You're going to clean house. Yeah. Like you're going to – you got rid of Bobby Wagner yesterday. You're going to trade Jalen Ramsey. If you're not competing, Aaron Donald's gone. You don't have anything else besides that. Like you're going to start cleaning house. It's a rebuild for the Rams. Might as well get a number one draft pick for pennies on the dollar, have some fun commercials, and then trot him out there. Yeah, and I think he'll start a few games next year as well just because uh, Matt Stafford is injury prone. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. And he's got – I mean, he played for the Lions for a decade. You know how many sacks yeah. he had to take? And then I think uh, Coach McVay really – he really likes Baker Mayfield. All right, now my guy, Cooper Rush. What do we do with Cooper oh, Rush? He's, he's obviously the best quarterback on the Cowboys, but the bar is so low <laughs> with Dak Prescott. He's 29. He proved himself last year. He beat every team he was supposed to beat. He only lost to the Super Bowl runner-up Philadelphia Eagles. That's his only loss. Wow. That's his only loss. Dallas. the best team in the NFC. Oh, man. Somebody's got to give him a shot, They right? have to. They have to. Or he just becomes the most valuable backup and stays with the Cowboys. All right. I think that's what the Cowboys should do. They should do that. Because he's proven himself in that system. Yeah. I mean, you pay him a little more than what the average backup is going to get give him some first team reps Mm because you know Dak's going to get hurt or Dak's going to throw eight interceptions in a game something stupid all right those are the scrubs yeah I think all those guys will get contracts somewhere yeah they will they they've played enough well everyone but Andy Dalton somebody will give Andy Dalton a job too Andy gotta go you think you just just glue factory for Andy Dalton (laughs) he's out of there yeah All right, now to the big dogs when we get back. More quarterback carousel. We're talking A-Rod, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill, and Daniel Jones when we get back. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Sound off right now at 246-0610. Come on! Welcome back to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. As always, we're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9, start our days at the YMCA. Lunch and a milkshake, that's at the 66 Diner. The boys are getting strong at Evolve Strong in the weekend. That's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. All right, I had a snafu last segment. What's that? We were going over quarterback carousel. We're going to do the big dogs. 
coming up shortly. I left out Fred's dude. Garner Minshew, 27 years old, Philadelphia Eagles backup. Didn't do too hot this year yeah. in his limited time. But in Garner Minshew's defense for the number one seed, he only had to win one out of three games. Yeah. So he won one out of three games. There you go. Does Garner Minshew get a shot, or is he just going to be a backup? Backup. Yeah. Totally. He he messed up his chance. He had his chance. Yeah. When you're a backup and they allow you to start any amount of games, you have to shine. You know what's funny about Garner Minshew is in college, he didn't even want to play football. He wanted to coach football. Mm-hmm. But he was so talented, they made him play football. He wanted He wanted to study coaching. And then he was good enough to get drafted in the NFL. He was good enough to get reps in the NFL. He's good enough to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. With that love of coaching Garner Minshew has, like when does he just throw in the towel and grab a headset? Yeah, grab, a, grab a clipboard. He's still young. It's 27. Yeah, he's still young. A lot so of that, football. He, he might uh, chase Daniels this thing all the way out. I don't blame him. Yeah. He'd be a great coach sometime. Him and Case Keenum. Garner Minshew and Case Keenum. Yeah. Those are some football brains right there. All right, now for the big dogs. Let's go. And we'll start from the bottom. And I think first we'll do Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. You know where I think he should go? Hmm. Sounds bad, but actually it's an extension of what he's already been in Tennessee. Atlanta. Atlanta? Atlanta. It's not a bad fit. He would do great there. And then I think just the way, the way his style is, he could, he'll implement their, their tight end. Boom. They, they have a great running game. They have a good defense. They just need a quarterback who doesn't turn over the ball and who actually can pass on third down for a first down. Yeah. <laughs> you had them third and plus five. It was – you're good. Yeah. They're going to hand it off. If it's close enough, they'll go for it on fourth. Yeah. That's a good fit in Atlanta. Also, they did, um, if you remember, they drafted Ritter. Yes. And he could sit behind him just maybe one, two seasons. Yeah. And develop. I think Ritter is one season away. Yeah, I do too. He's a talented dude. He's a real talented dude. I don't think Ryan Tannenhill is going to be a starter in the National Football League next year. Mm. I'm looking at this scrub list. That we went through first last segment. Yeah. And no joke, I would rather have Cooper Rush. I would rather have Baker Mayfield. Uh. I, would, I would rather have Sam Darnold. And a piece of me wants to say I'd rather have Garner Minshew nah. than Ryan Tannehill. Even though they're all younger, you cannot underestimate the the playoff experience that he has. He's been to a couple of AFC championship games. Um, he just knows how to win. He's a winner. He's one of those guys. He don't pop off the page. He's not the dude that you pick to go win you the game, but he doesn't lose you the game. Yeah. He's another Kirk Cousins. Um, I sung Ryan Tannehill's praises a couple years ago, mm-hmm. right before he took that L to the Bengals in the playoffs. Yeah. I had a special. I, rem- I remember we did that show. I cursed him so bad. Yeah, we did the show. Oh, he hasn't God. been worth a damn ever since. Oh, God. <laughs> I personally cursed you, Ryan Tannehill, and you I did. am so sorry. It's funny because we're flipped. 
Remember, because I was telling you, he is yeah. trash. <laughs> yeah. And you're saying what you're saying is exactly what I said. He just, he just like, needs to change the scenery. Like, look at his numbers. He's got like 10, 11, 12 quarterback numbers. Mm-hmm. He just needs a running game and a defense. He could win games, blah, blah, blah. These young Bengals, they have no idea what's coming. Uh, nope, Joe Burrow emerged right in yeah. front of my face, and yeah. Ryan Tannehill looked like an idiot. So Ryan Tannehill's a guy that doesn't turn the ball over. He's not going to lose you the game all by himself. Boom, three interceptions. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to be a starter in the National Football League. Okay. We'll see. I think all these teams would rather go young and take a chance on a guy than go with the tried and true Ryan Tannehill mm. who knows. I th- Malik Willis, I think, is better than Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee already. He just needs more reps and more development, obviously. Yeah, not thrown into the fire, and then you have an offensive coordinator that won't let him pass the ball. <sighs> this isn't going to be my final answer. Because this team needs to give a couple quarterbacks a shot. Because I don't think a number one star is going to go there. But how about Ryan Tannehill on the Tampa Bay Bucks? Nah, man, you can't go. You can't go from Brady to that. Who can you go from Brady uh, to? Brady not, to who? Not Tannehill. Brady. There's something better out there than that. <laughs> see, see, see what you're saying. Yeah. See exactly. Now you get my point. That's why I said Atlanta because. You can't get any worse than what they had. That's an excellent point. All right, next, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Back then, they ain't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. $45 million man, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones will get an extension, but it won't be that type of money. He did enough to stay in New York. They really they got to the divisional round of the playoffs. Nobody thought they would get that far. So I got him. I have them doing an extension with Daniel Jones. Okay. Well, this one's easy. We'll breeze past this one because that's exactly what I think is going to happen. Okay. He's going to sign a team-friendly deal. Long-term. He ain't making no $45 million. No. But it'll be long-term. They'll lock him up. Yeah. I want this next guy in New York so bad. This guy is a perfect fit for the city of New York. You know, actually, you know, both football teams play in New Jersey, but you know what I'm saying. Right. I want Jimmy G to be a New York Jet or a New York Giant so bad. Jimmy G on the New York Giants would be perfect. If I'm the Giants organization, which I'm smart and they're not, so don't accuse me of being part of the Giants organization, I would let Daniel Jones walk, have somebody else take a chance on his third-tier quarterback ass, and bring Jimmy G to the New York Giants. I disagree. I have Jimmy G. He should stay on the West, stay on the West Coast, and play for the Raiders. Let's see what Jimmy G looks like with a top-tier running back, a top-tier receiver, and uh, those defensive ends making all those sacks. Raiders will find some way to screw that situation up. Yeah, they probably Yeah, they will. I don't see Jimmy G being much better than Derek Carr. That's kind of like a but, but, what do you call it? It's a lateral move, really. But he went, he's the I put a lot of weight on playoff wins. Okay, even though he wasn't the main reason. Sure, but he also didn't have anybody like Adams catching those balls. Waller at at tight end could be a comp. He's not what he had in in San Francisco. Obviously, he's not Kittle, but he's still great. Then you have a running game. 
their defense isn't that bad. Plus, I don't I don't think Jimmy G wants to go back to any cold weather like he was in New England. Or how about Jimmy G finally actually takes over to Tom Brady, Ooh. but he does it in Tampa. I want that's I, better than Tannehill. I want him on the New York Giants so bad. Jets, Jets secondary. Bucks, I think it'd be a good fit. Okay. Finally takes over for Tom Brady. That'd be a great story for us, obviously. You got good wide receivers. You just won the Super Bowl friggin' two years ago, three years ago, excuse me. Great defense. Great defense. An organization that wants to stay relevant. Hmm. I think Jimmy G would be a good fit in Tampa. As bad as I want him to play for the New York Giants, I think the best fit for Jimmy G is in Tampa. Okay. And you got Jimmy G going to the silver and black? Yeah. All right, we ran over a little bit. Let's finish off our big three when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Don't bet on any futures for NFL quarterbacks, period. I'll tell you why this Saturday morning at 7 a.m. with name three players on the sports animal. Enough teasing on the quarterback carousel. It's time for the big dogs. Welcome back to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. It's going to be a quarterback-heavy rest of the program. No spoilers. We're talking a lot of football. Shout-out to the callers and texters on the text line. Can't get to everybody, but thank you for your participation, and thank you for being a friend of the show. All right, one I glossed over real quick. Let's get this one out of the way. Who was that? Gino. Oh, he's staying. He's staying, right? He's staying. Team-friendly deal. Yeah. Sign, sign for a couple years. Yeah, he's resigning. He's 32, maybe like a little three-year deal. Yeah. They draft somebody young, develop him behind Gino. It's a perfect situation, right? Okay, we both got him staying. Yeah, he's staying. He's resigning. Okay, that's an easy one. All right, now here's the big three. Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. My answers aren't going to be very sexy, aren't going to be very exciting. Mine aren't either. But they're going to be the right answers. Who you want to start with? We got to start with Derek Carr. Okay, Derek Carr. Who you got? I actually like him to be in Tennessee. Okay. Okay, that's a good one. Because think about it. If they could thrive with Tannehill, yes. they can definitely thrive with Derek Carr. But, okay, I, I know a lot of people are going to say, but they don't have A.J. anymore. But still, that's a great defense, a run-heavy offense, and you have a quarterback who can make certain plays for you. I like him in Tennessee a lot. That's a good fit. I like that one a lot. Um, I know the New York Jets want Aaron Rodgers. He's the sexy get. He puts you in immediately in Super Bowl contention, or in Aaron Rodgers' case, this year AFC, losing the AFC Championship game contention. But I think Derek Carr goes to the Jets. Ooh. And let me tell you why. Oh, okay. The Jets come to their senses and realize they're a young, rebuilding team. They're, they can be good. They could be a double-digit win team next year with Derek Carr. They can be a AFC title game contending team. They could be a Super Bowl contending team with Aaron Rodgers. But if they keep developing young players – and they got all the draft picks the next two years, and they've been crushing 
their draft picks. So obviously they trust their front office. They trust their player development department. You can get Derek Carr for Derek Carr money Mm -hmm. and invest in more players around him. You add another wide receiver for Derek Carr to play with. You add another offensive lineman. And then you add another defensive piece on the other side of the ball. For the difference in price in between Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, you can add three NFL starters to your team. And you don't have to give up any draft compensation. (sighs) That sounds good, but the Jets ain't won in so long. They're (laughs) like, I want to win now. Yeah. I don't know. I I really like Carr to Tennessee, but – that's just my thought. I know the Jets want Aaron Rodgers, just like Denver last year. That's why the Jets went after Hackett. Yeah. The Jets want Aaron Rodgers. They're going to go after Aaron Rodgers, but the price is going to be too high. Not only the price is going to be too high for player and draft compensation, but his salary is going to be too high. That's 50 mil cap hit. That's insane. That's like 12 players on your team. All right, you got Tennessee. Yes. I got New York Jets. Mm -hmm. All right, Lamar Jackson. This one's easy for me. Go. It's going to be, I believe, only the fourth quarterback to get franchised. Okay. They're going to slap it on him, make him negotiate another year. They're not going to let him go. They're going to franchise tag him. Okay. Well, this is the most boring part of the segment because I got the same thing happening. Yeah. I got the exact same thing happening. There, he wants too much guaranteed money. He thinks the Ravens organization is as stupid as the Cleveland Browns organization, which they are not right. and never had been. He thinks he can get Deshaun Watson money, which that is fool's gold. Deshaun Watson never should have got that contract. No football player with knees and elbows and hips and ankles should ever get that contract. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They don't come to terms on a contract. Lamar Jackson gets franchise tagged by the Ravens. He sits out training camp mm-hmm. for an extension. No, neither side budges, and he's their quarterback week one. Yep, that's, that's ha- what's going to happen. That's Okay, we're on the same page there. That was easy. All right. And Mr. Hello Darkness, my old friend himself, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. He's got property in Tennessee. He's got a mansion right outside of Nashville, Robert. Mm-hmm. His favorite receiver he's ever played with is right there in Las Vegas in the silver and black. His favorite quarterback coach and offensive coordinator is sitting right there in New York, mm-hmm. and they have made no secret about the mean green wanting Aaron Rodgers. Robert Buck D. Gibson, where does Aaron Rodgers play next year? New Jersey. Ooh, buddy. The Jets are all in on Aaron Rodgers, and I'm I'm saying it now, he will be in the green. The green and white of the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's a sexy move. I like it a lot. If you can get... Aaron Rodgers and a number one wide receiver, they are immediate contenders. Immediate. But, you know, again, he's in the AFC. 
not the soft ass NFC. Mm-hmm. So you got to go through Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But with Aaron Rodgers and a number one wide receiver, which you got to pair, like you got to give him somebody to throw to. That's his biggest problem in Green Bay. They're immediate contenders. Yes. I love that. I love it so much. I want to see him move just because it gives us more to talk about on this program. Yeah. The Aaron Rodgers talk never stops, and I'm, I'm just it, leaned into it. I love it so much. It will never stop. He's going to – wherever team he goes to, that's not the end of it. No. Not at all. I would love to see him in silver and black because, as you know, he's my favorite quarterback. The, Raider, the Raiders are my second favorite team. I love the silver and black. Now they're in Vegas. I want a reason to go to Vegas more often. I would love to see that too. But just like Lamar Jackson, this is the boring answer. He's staying with the Packers. He's going to he's going to restructure his contract and stay with the Packers and it's going to be a boring offseason. Oh no. All this super sexy speculation. We can't have that. All of this darkness retreats, all of this ayahuasca, all of the teasers on Pat McAfee all for nothing because he restructures his contract he adds a wide receiver and the pack is back next year with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback when we get back we're talking more Lamar Jackson I told you it's going to be quarterback heavy on Friday and we're going with it you're listening to two men on 95.9 FM AM 610 the sports Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. You are back listening to Two Men On. This is Robert Buck D. Gibson. Van is here. Technically, he's just not on his mic right now. So I had to bring us back. And I know he wanted to talk about Lamar Jackson. Lamar's not going anywhere, folks. I, all of this talk about Lamar Jackson, where is he going to go and how much he should be paid and all of that, I think all that is just smoke signals because the team of the Ravens, all they're going to do is listen to all the talk and they're just going to franchise tag him. There he is. Excuse me, I was distracted by one of my favorite things on earth. You want to guess which one it was? Oh, I can't say it on there. It was beer, actually. I, I, you, I was going to say that. <laughs> well, actually, I was going to say that would have been my second guess. Thanks to, uh, second Steve, guess. Thanks to uh, Steve-O and our friends at Ex Novo. Here, you want to hear it in real time? Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. Mm. I got a little oat soda here next to me now. Uh, they're they're in the break room if you want to go oh, grab yeah. one yourself. Yeah. I don't know your style. I know your cocktails. Yeah, I'm not a. You know, I stopped drinking beer. You're not in, a beer guy. In, at the end, towards the ends of Howie's. Yep. 
I did a half hour on the treadmill, and I worked legs today at the YMCA, so I deserve a beer after that one. There you go. So Uh, so I was telling everyone, you know, you wanted to come back with Lamar Jackson talk. Yes. And I just prefaced basically how all of this talk about his contract is kind of mute because they're just going to franchise tag him anyway. They're just going to franchise tag him, pay an insane amount of money, have him for another year. It's going to be the exact same contract negotiations after next year. Yeah. And, but, then, and then he's gone. But that's not what you wanted to talk about, right? That is correct. So him, he's negotiating his own contract. Yes. He's one of the few guys who are going to be their own agent, going to be their own representation. Technically, he's kind of a busy guy working out and going to charity events and Ravens events, blah, blah, blah. So kind of his mom is his agent. But he... Every contract negotiation that they've actually had in between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, he has responded, he has countered with a guaranteed money contract bigger than Deshaun Watson's. As he should. He's done more. Oh, he's done way more. Way more. No, he's a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. He has a better pedigree than Deshaun Watson. But just because Deshaun Watson got that money doesn't mean anyone else should get it. Because that is a fool's gold contract. That is an insane contract. That is one of the dumbest contracts in the history of professional sports. Probably second to Bobby Bonilla. By the way, the boys are going to have a Bobby Bonilla party, so look out for information on that. Bobby Bo. For Bobby Bonilla Day. I'll write this down. (laughs) (laughs) But look, he... Hey... Go out there. You know who you are. You know what you deserve. Fight for what you think you deserve. But he's not going to get it. And the Ravens aren't going to handcuff their whole salary to Lamar Jackson. The Ravens don't do that. They've never done that in the history of the organization. You don't, but they've never had a player this special. Well, I mean, that's true. At quarterback. At quarterback. They've had some fantastic players in every position, right. but not quarterback. I think if the Ravens are trying to be the responsible, reasonable party here, looking forward to the future, you got to let them walk. Oh, man, I don't, I, don't, I don't see it. I mean, they got Snoop. Snoop's just a diet Lamar. Nah, man, that's a, that's a, that's a bad diet, though. <laughs> That's not the good kind. That's a bad. There's a lot of diets, but he's that's a bad one. It's a diet of all ex novo beer. That's a bad one. I just look at him as that one generational type of player that he could win you the game. When you got one dude that can win you the game, doesn't matter if it's a regular season game, playoff, Super Bowl, he's a guy that he can win you the game. You can. You don't come across those a lot. Yeah, you're right. And fun fact, not everyone knows this. Lamar Jackson is batting a 1,000. Yep. Every season that he's played every game in a football season, he's won the MVP. That happens to be once in his career. One time in his career, he's played every single game in a season. That season, he won the MVP. I also read that the the games that he started – this past season, they never trailed. That's sweet. 
And look, we've been talking about Lamar Jackson for a while. This dude's only 26. Yes, that, that's what I'm saying. You, who He hasn't even hit his stride yet. Can you imagine? Franchise tag, one year, $45 million. If you do a non-exclusive tag, that's $32 million, but that means Jackson could negotiate with other teams. They got to get him some weapons, though. Your, your best receiver cannot be the tight end. That's the way they've always done, though. Yeah, but he, they've never had elite weapons on offense. That's not what they do. They they have to try that with with this yeah. guy with this guy at quarterback. He's like, ah, we never done it. We're gonna stick to the script. <laughs> I love the way you said it. They need to at least try. <laughs> at least that. try it. At least try. It. Just kick the tires. Yeah. on having a good wide receiver, somebody for this elite quarterback who loves throwing the ball downfield. He can throw the ball flat footed eighty yards. Yes. Get a guy that can run that far and catch it. The, or, it, the or, organization doesn't want to give up more than $260 million, or what is it, Deshaun's 240 guaranteed. Organizations don't want to do that because if he, you know, he's he runs yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And he is an absolute injury liability. And you know these teams, they're going to back up these contracts with insurance. They're not going to lose that much money if they do this huge guaranteed contract to Lamar Jackson and then lose out on him because mm-hmm. they will just pay insurance on that contract. It's how everyone does, every team does, for every contract. So they don't really lose money on this. I think they are an organization who is spendthrift and wants to spread that money around all the way on the 53-man roster, and they know the stats. That Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are the only quarterbacks on second or third contracts to win a Super Bowl. Think about it. Yeah, but <sighs> these guys, they, they, they had more to throw to than a tight end. Yes. They were also, you know, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Yeah, that's, yeah, they're still, that's those, cl- those them dudes. Let's clarify that. Them dudes. Well, look, okay, I'm, I want to, Let's start a game. I'm going to play a game of the who would you rather have game. Okay. And we're going to go to we're going to go to break early. Okay. And we're going to come back and play the who would you rather have game. Cuz we need to make room at 6:30 for our I9 varsity. Which you have yet to establish. So we got to figure that we'll out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Playing the who would you rather have game and we get back. You listen to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The king of sports talk. I have not given myself enough credit lately. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Show flying by, having a lot of fun with it. Van Nunley, Robert Buck D. Gibson, you're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Got a big show tomorrow, Robert. Oh, yeah. Tell tell the uh, 6 o'clock hour friends of the show what's going on. Yeah, we're going to have our second show. It's called Jokes and Jams. It'll be happening at 
the Rebel Entertainment Center, the big one in the back. Um, for your musical pleasure, it will be Baby Bash. It'll be stand-up comedy by myself, Buck D. We'll have Spanky Hayes from Wilding Out. Um, we'll have... You've heard of this guy. He's like a hip-hop, kind of an old-school legend, Candyman. He'll be there. Oh, Candyman, Candy, of course. Candyman is actually hosting, and he does stand-up as well. He's, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's been doing stand-up comedy for a few years as well. Um, also, support local, Josh Fournier, who is a banger. He's a killer. Oh, he's a stone-cold killer. Um, and also, um, who else? Who else? Jamar Hall. So, yeah. Okay. It's going to be a good show. Uh, doors open at 7. Um, you can get tickets at ReloadedTalent.com. All right, we're going to play the game that's sweeping the nation. It's called Who Would You Rather Have? We don't have any theme music to it yet, and we're probably not going to play it very often, but <laughs> here we go. All right, Lamar Jackson or, okay? I want to do one I want to do one quick hitter round. All right. One quick hitter round, okay? And this is age and contract do not matter. Okay, got gotcha. you. Okay? So so are, everyone's in their prime. Everyone, everyone. Okay. Okay. Oh, everyone right now. Like not, okay, not oh, okay, okay, right it's now. Just, right just now. don't take their age or their contract oh, okay, got into you. account. I got you. Okay, Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers? Jackson. Okay. Bing, bing, bing. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen? Allen. Okay. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes. Okay. Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert? Herbert. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow? Burrow. Okay. Those are my big five right there. Right. Those are the only five. I, I would have chosen Aaron Rodgers. Those are the only five that I think they're exactly zero debate mm-hmm. that these guys, these five guys right here are 100% better. Is there anybody else you put in that category that they're 100% better than Lamar Jackson? No decision whatsoever. No. It's just these five, right? But I don't, and I'm not even saying uh, Aaron Rodgers. Only because I saw what he looks like when he when he's not too familiar with his receivers or the receivers aren't up to par. Now, the thing is, when Lamar Jackson has receivers that aren't up to par, he runs. Yes. So that's the only reason why I would say him over Aaron Rodgers. Okay, some more quick hitters. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. This is the toughest one. This is the toughest one right here because I got him ranked sixth after that big five. Give me right now. Hurts over Jackson. That's crazy, right? Give me Hurts over Jackson. That, I cannot overlook what that man did in that Super Bowl. 100%. But his, that's not saying Lamar Jackson couldn't do it, but he didn't do it. He's never been there. Hasn't done it. You got to go with the no. guy who has it on the resume. I agree with you completely. At the beginning of this year, I would have laughed straight in your face yes. if you asked me the same question. Now, I would, yes, I would choose Jalen Hurts. All right, now here's all the maybes. All right, my dude, Trevor Lawrence. You going Lamar Jackson or Sunshine? Nah, man, give me give me Lamar Jackson only because I'm still not going to forget that first half against the Chargers. <laughs> I don't remember no no uh, quarter. If it was not the Chargers, that game was lost. Okay, okay. So I said age doesn't matter, contract doesn't matter. Yeah, give me Jackson. Give Come- me Jackson. Coming over, coming over back against your Chargers shouldn't matter either. Nah, it don't matter. <laughs> All right, Kyler Murray. Oh, no, give me Jackson. Jackson? Okay, Justin Fields. Jackson. Okay. 
I think that is right where we get into the no-brainers. So who do we got left? Falcons, nobody. Saints, nobody. Panthers, nobody. Didn't say Dak. Of course I didn't say Dak. Yeah. Dak. Of course Jackson over Dak. Mm-hmm. I'll even write down Dak and put a check mark next to Lamar. Okay. Jared Goff, of course not. The most average quarterback in the history of the world, of course not. No. I don't think you can name anyone else. Okay. Matthew Stafford, too old. We talking prime Matthew Stafford? I would say yes, Matthew Stafford. No. He's getting old and fragile. No, I, I, I wouldn't even. Geno, obviously no. not. Okay. Uh, every 49ers quarterback, Trey, can, Purdy, and Jimmy G, those can, are all no's. You can combine those guys and, <laughs> and still. still no. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, we got Heineke, Daniel Jones, no, and no. Dak. No. That's no, that's no, that's no. Jalen Hurts is a yes. Okay, let's do the rest of the AFC. We've already said Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, untouchable. Right. Those are all no's. Okay, we got, okay, let's say hypothetically we have a healthy Tua. You doing healthy Tua or Lamar? Uh, Lamar. I would say yes as well. Uh, Mac Jones, obviously not. All the Jets quarterbacks, obviously not. Uh, Russell Wilson, duh. Like, that's a no. Nope. I mean, that would have been a conversation before last season. Could have been. Russell could have been. Could have been. Until Russell Wilson got exposed this yeah. year, I might have chose Russell Wilson over Lamar. Yeah. Just because of durability. I mean, who else we got? That's it. Kenny Pickett? No. Nah, you, you Deshaun can't. Watson? No. Nah. Tannehill? No. Nope. Whoever plays for the Colts? No. Whoever plays for the Texans? No. So you got him as what? Seventh best quarterback in the NFL. Right yeah. now, yes. After after this season, yes. Okay, now I want this game is going to get real interesting. Okay. Because now we're going to play this game with age and contract. Okay? Right. So you said it doesn't even matter, no age and contract, Aaron Rodgers. So obviously you're choosing Lamar over Aaron Rodgers. Yes. When yep. we do consider age and contract. Right. Okay. I'm still. These next five are going to be no's, I'm assuming, because mm-hmm. they're all so young and they're all so relatively cheap. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. Those are all no's. No's, yeah. Okay. No. So that's five people. So it looks like you got Lamar Jackson sixth. I got Lamar Jackson seventh. Mm-hmm. Okay, with age and contract, Kyler Murray, still no? No. Justin Fields? No, uh, Jackson. Okay, Jackson. Jackson. Jackson's five years older and on. So you get Justin, you get three more years of Justin Fields mm. on a rookie contract. Nah. Or you get Lamar Jackson <laughs> at like 50 million a year. Nah, just because. No. Okay, here's going to be a yes for me. Okay, let me hear. Age and contract, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that's a yes. Okay, Trevor that's Lawrence. That's a yes because he's still on his rookie Rookie deal. Yeah. He's only getting better. He gets Ridley next year. Yeah. He's a friggin' stud. Okay. Age and contract Dak? No. Okay. Give me, give me Jackson. Okay. And then I'm assuming there's no one else in the league. Nobody. That's even a conversation. No. Nobody. Okay. okay. Still no with Tua? Yeah. Tua, no. That's also a no. Dak a no. Tua a no. Okay. So we got pretty got it ironed out now. Now... We are on level three here. This is the expert level, Robert. Okay. Now we're doing age and contract 
with the new guys coming out. All right. Okay. Let's say you are the Ravens. Right. You have your defense. You have your running game. You have your stud tight end. All you need is a quarterback and wide receiver, and you can go to the Super Bowl every year. Mm-hmm. Is it Lamar Jackson on his $50 million plus a year guaranteed money contract? Or is it Bryce Young? Now, give me the proven commodity. I don't know about Bryce Young. Okay. I, I don't, I don't want to go with what could be. Okay, this this was supposed to be a little more anticlimactic. <laughs> this was supposed to be a little more of a tease, but you said it immediately. Give me the proven commodity. Give me the proven guy. So if you said no to Bryce Young, that means you also say no to C.J. Stroud. Yeah. That's, that means you say no to Anthony Richardson. Right. There's, there's All nobody. these guys. All these guys. Nobody. Okay, next year, you say no to Caleb Williams. Um. Yeah, I say no to him. Okay, proven commodity you'd rather have again. Okay, that's the point right there. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And while he's asking for an insane amount of money, you have a proven commodity. Yes. When he's on the field, you know he's a winner. He's gotten better every single year with his passing accuracy, which is ability to read defensive, his decision-making. He's only 26. Yeah. While I think it is insane, while I think it is a team wrecker to give a quarterback a max contract, you've had the playbook. I'm going to give you this example over and over and over again. Tom Brady's the example for the class. Okay? Right. He took team-friendly deals so the team can add pieces otherwhere on the roster. He's got seven rings, okay? Okay. He's the example for the class. Lamar Jackson has said he's not doing that. He's not signing a team-friendly deal. Aaron Rodgers did not sign a team-friendly deal. He lost his best wide receiver. We saw what happened last year. Mm -hmm. This is the dichotomy right here of of building a team and keeping a proven commodity. Right. You got him ranked as the sixth best quarterback in NFL. I got him ranked as the seventh best quarterback in NFL. Debatable eighth. There's no one that you're trading for this guy. You don't have the option to go after Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, because their teams would be absolute fools to get rid of them. So now once we talk about the second tier, no one's going to replace Lamar for that contract. So you are the Ravens. You have to make this decision. $50 million plus in guaranteed money mm-hmm. for a proven commodity that you know he's a winning quarterback when he's on the field. Or do you crunch numbers and go after one of these other guys? Also, a thing that you're leaving out, they have to feel he hasn't hit his prime yet. He's only 26. Yeah, that's, the, that's another big factor yes. in everything as well. He was so raw coming out of college, yeah. too. It took him a couple years to even look like he belonged in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And the second he did, you could tell he was here to stay. But, I mean, you nailed it. He's a proven commodity. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Mm-hmm. If the Ravens want to be forward-thinking, they want to be the smartest person in the room, they want to say no quarterback on a max contract, on a second contract has ever won a Super Bowl besides Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, we can have that argument to we're blue in the face. 
See, but see, they shouldn't look at that because the NFL is different now. Sure, the 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 quarterback position is different now. Yeah, they. I I don't think they should be going off of metrics of those guys. Those those guys are different, regardless. But the NFL is way different now. Couldn't agree anymore. Would you rather? It's a fun game. I like this. It's a fun game. Makes you think. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of front office guys would have said yes to all of these first contract cheaper options. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, uh, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams next year. Because those first five years, you can load up the rest of your roster because you're not paying your quarterback max money. It's worked a lot in the NFL. The Tom Brady's Buccaneers, Matt Stafford's Rams mm-hmm. are the opposite example. Yeah. But every other team playing on your first rookie contract, team-friendly deal, load up the rest of your team. That's how you win. Got to spread that money out. Also, there's so many ways to cheat the friggin' salary cap now. Yeah, yeah. You could, you could, you could really do some damage. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Shout out to the Patriots and my beloved Astros. <laughs> We're going to push the I-9 varsity back to 645. When we get back, Arizona's got some bad grass, man. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The only part of your morning that doesn't suck. The opening drive with Jeff Simbietta and J.J. Buck. Weekday mornings from 7 till 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Boys are getting strong and evolved strong as Van is in the Rise of the Phoenix program. And it's just been like last week where I'm starting to notice results. We had a couple setbacks. You know, we went to the Royal Rumble. Your boy went really hard. Yes. We went to the Super Bowl. Your boy went really hard. Uh, but I've been trying to do like a little bit of self-care in between, you know, catch, catch some calories, hit the macros. And most importantly, make sure I'm doing some kind of movement every day. 30 minutes of movement every day, if not more. And uh, a mirror, a mirror is smiling back at you. There me, you bro. go, yeah, buddy. You got to come to a class with me sometime, man. I'm with it. They got some really cool hot room exercises. You ever exercise in a hot room? Yes. That is gnarly. That that, that, that really isn't the business. You, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not. You sweat no. buckets. Yeah, I do. We could we could have like an MMA fighter or like a Duke City Gladiators player like do a training session with us because. Evolve Strong is also the training staff for the Duke City Gladiators. So they got some really A-level athletes there. And it's not just A-level athletes that they train there. I mean, it's for anybody and everybody. Like the Rise of the Phoenix program that I'm in, like it's it's mostly like me and like three dudes. Yeah. And like 40 middle-aged women who are trying to, you know, whip back into shape, you mm-hmm. know. It's a beautiful thing seeing all these people work their butts off and, and it's going to transition. It's pretty sweet. 
So we talked on this program about how horrible the grass was at Super Bowl in Phoenix. Right. Like, you could just see it. Like, you could just immediately see it yeah. on the field. People were changing their cleats immediately. Like Jalen Hurts went through different cleats. The kickers went through different cleats. A lot of other players. Literally everyone was slipping around on the field. And this grass was like two years in the making. And the guy who made it is supposed to be like the expert in yeah. making sod. They call him the sod father. As dumb as a nickname that is, it's pretty damn clever that, at the that, same time. I, I would have said sod god, but sod, sod father god. is pretty nice yeah, too. Yeah, they call him the sod father. And he like makes grass for PGA tournament golf courses. And it's supposed to be the best grass. They worked two years on it. Had it installed in Phoenix, and they would bring it out every day to water it and sun it, and it's still like it was still garbage. And you could see that. I have a conspiracy. You know, I'm tinfoil hat guy. Mm-hmm. I have a conspiracy on it that you know all this talk of players like showing the numbers of how you get more injuries playing on astroturf, and mm-hmm. and the players' association wanted a petition to make all the fields grass in the NFL. I think the NFL is like, oh, you want a grass field? Check out this one to shut them all up. Yeah, it's like, we know what we're talking about. Look, see? Leave it to us. We're correct. I mean, perfect segue right there. Because people who know what they're talking about, one of them is Bill Belichick. And I'm not, I'm not in my ears, Robert. We good? Yeah. We're good. Check one, two. Check one, two. Yeah, you're great. You got a thumbs up over here? Yep. Okay, good. I guess not in my own ears, but I guess I'm in your ears, Albuquerque. That's good. So Bill Belichick, the genius that he is, the wizard that he is, I mean, what what he doesn't lack is foresight. And he saw this one coming from a mile away because at the last Super Bowl in Arizona, Bill Belichick literally – prepared his own team to play in bad grass. How insane is that? Wow. That he knew this was coming, that you're going to have to play in bad grass. Mm-hmm. And he saw, did he get tipped off? Did he know what was coming? Did they know that the NFL has some other kind of conspiracy theory that's coming? But literally uh, today, Danny Amendola leaks that, oh, you think that, Phoenix having bad grass stuff is crazy. Yeah. Just you wait because Bill Belichick knew that the grass was going to be bad the last time we played in Arizona. Yeah. Had him put on the the seven studs. Had him put on the seven studs. Sorry, I can't hear Robert in my ears, so I'm just going to rant. How about we uh, let's go? Let's go to early commercial. We'll come back. We'll hit you with a longer segment right when we get back. You're listening to Two Men on 95.9 FM AM 610, the Sports Animal. Don't bet on any futures for NFL quarterbacks, period. I'll tell you why this Saturday morning at 7 a.m. with name three players on the Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. Got it all squared away. One last segment. 
we hand it over to CBS Sports National. Who's up next? Zeke? Zeke something? Zeke Garb? Yep. Zash? I just call him Z. Zal Garb? Zash Garb? Glarb? Yeah. Is it Glarb? He seems nice, though. NBA quick hitters coming your way. So, the uh, Kevin Durant trade. They won. Brooklyn, I mean, we're F them picks. By the way, if you go to fthempicks.com, we own that website. It will redirect you to talkabq.com in honor of the Bucks and Rams winning back-to-back Super Bowls. And the Rams, F them picks. So, really, F them picks. Because all of those Phoenix Sun picks, they're going to be like 28 to 30. They're going to be at the very end of the first round. They might as well be second-round picks. But anyways, part of the deal was he's a baller. Let's be honest. He's a baller. Uh, Michael Bridges (laughs) was traded to Brooklyn. And he had, you know, you got to do some press conferences, meet the team, do some interviews for social media. And uh, they asked him, Robert, Mm -hmm. what they asked him was, who was your favorite athlete growing up? Right. And you know what his answer was? What was the answer? His answer was Kevin Durant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the guy that he just got traded for, probably no argument. Top 10 players of all time, Kevin Durant, the undisputed mid-range offensive weapon of the NBA, the Slim Reaper. Mm -hmm. Somebody that no matter what team you play on, if you add Kevin Durant, you've got a chance to win a championship. Poor Michael Bridges gets traded to the Brooklyn Nets for his favorite player that he idolized. Oh, my gosh. What do you think it's like? You don't want to meet your heroes, though. Okay, excellent point. We know that. They did him a favor. Eat a bag of farts, Warren Moon. <laughs> so what What do you think happened first? Did someone tell him, hey, bro, you got traded? And they're like, oh, to who? For who? Well, to the Nets for Kevin Durant. Or was it like Phoenix Suns acquire Kevin Durant yeah, 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 and yeah. he goes crazy. Yeah. He's like, we got KD. That's my favorite player, bro. Are you kidding me? We're going to win the championship, son. Nah, that ain't what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, I'm in the package. Well, I heard Brooklyn's nice. Did you see what he said? <laughs> what? He says, it's KD, man. I get it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Said I would rather get traded for KD than someone I didn't feel was good. Ooh. It's Kevin Durant. You see, that's the attitude I right there. I would probably make that trade, too. Duh. Of course you would. Well, also, let's be real. Uh, we're in the age of Twitter, so if he said something other than that, someone would have went back on his Twitter feed and said, wait a minute, KD's your favorite player of all time. That is so funny. And he's like, he's always been a fan favorite. Right. Michael, not KD. Everyone loves hating KD, including KD. But he's got like a magnetic smile, a fun personality. He's loved on the bench. He's loved in the locker room. Just a fun dude. 
and you could tell a personality just spilled all the way out. What does uh what does the Brooklyn Nets media team look like though? All right, cut, cut, <laughs> cut. This will not make the final cut. Oh, it has to. That's so adorable. <laughs> so adorable. And he's from Philly too. Mm-hmm. Not AI. Not Donovan McNabb. Not Mike Vick. Is Katie like thinking, man, I'm old? Does that creep into his head? Oh, he's got to. Yeah. I would I'd be like, am I that old? I mean, as often as I know, right? What did we, we did this segment like a month ago. Was there like eight players in the NBA where LeBron James played with their father? Yeah, played with the dad. Yeah. That's so crazy. So, Katie's 34. Bridges is 26. Wait a minute. Well, that's still enough. It is. It yeah. is. Because he can be 12 and. Yeah, for sure. Katie's 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he was in the league. He he saw him play at Texas and then Seattle and then OKC. Yeah, that checks out. What are the Clippers going to do with Russell Westbrook? <laughs> I know you're so happy to get rid of him. Actually, he, 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 didn't even have to, he didn't even have to change lockers, bro. I know. They just changed the colors on it. They just changed the color on his locker. He, he's only there if, if they pick up his option for next year. They'll be in a new uh, facility. But, hey, he doesn't, he doesn't do a lot of packing. No. Well, I mean, that's, to be honest, I'm – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Westbrook was not the issue, the big issue for the Lakers. The biggest issue for the Lakers is they just didn't have enough time to gel because they keep yes they keep changing Turning people. over that roster. And then let's just say also AD does not stay healthy. When they won in 2020, they were a team with pieces who played like a team. And they broke apart that team for players, and those players never gelled. You kept rotating in and out of players. Those players never became a team. Well, because they were drinking the Kool-Aid of LeBron being LeBron of old. Yes. Instead of being LeBron is old. And that's not a that's not a slight. That's no. not a slight. That's the truth. We we ran with that narrative for so long because it was true. Anybody yeah. can play. LeBron makes everyone better. But yeah. now he's to the point where you gotta be Holding your own weight too. Correct. I mean, he can still he can do he can get his one hundred percent. But he needs you to get yours without him trying to make you get yours. Do everything. Yeah. He can't take a sorry ass Cleveland Cavaliers bunch of nobodies to the finals to no. lose anymore. Yeah. He's not that LeBron anymore. No. But he's still a top ten player in the NBA. LeBron. Yeah. Thirty nine years old, still dunking on fools. You see that alley oop last night? Oh man filthy you're almost 40 almost 40 everything hurts when i get out of bed yeah his his 40 is different every day i get out of bed everything hurts his 40 is super different i have to stretch i have to take a shower i have to stretch again (laughs) (laughs) everything hurts take the ibuprofen first calories i get in my body i chase it with ibuprofen every day and this guy oh oh my god the the lakers 
This is what I do not like about my team. Why are we talking about them? They're in 13th place. Sure. <laughs> what are we doing? They're still the Lakers. If this was the Clippers, you don't talk about the Clippers. But we still talk about the Lakers, and that's my team, and I hate it. Hey, they're only three and a half games out of sixth place. No, but. <laughs> it's three and a half games. It is so the back end of the West can be anybody these last 20-something games. Anybody can sneak in. The two teams that My I say. My Rockets have a chance. The, Although, please, keep losing, Houston. Get Victor Wimbayama. They're not. They only want 13 wins. They are not doing anything. Oh, God. The team that needs to come back down to earth for the Lakers to do anything is going to have to be the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans, ah, not the T-Wolves because – Anthony Edwards is a beast. He's a dude. But I'm saying the Pelicans just because they're missing their main man. And shout out to Anthony Edwards for, yeah. p- for pulling a Kobe and calling out all these guys doing their load management. And he's got a point. Like how yeah. many how many stories do we see about some family spent two G's on travel and tickets and food and dinner and lodging? to watch, like, LeBron James or Steph Curry yeah. or Kevin Durant, and he's being rested that night, and there's just video of some kid just bawling in their overpriced seats because he didn't get to see this guy. And they've been talking about You know they've been talking about it for a year as a family. Has like, that ever happened to you? Not that I can remember. <sighs> it happened to me, Kobe Bryant, his last season – he didn't play in Denver, mm. and they didn't tell. No, no, no. I'm uh, that is a complete lie because I have a video. I'm at Staples, uh-huh. and I'm Laker to the T, and I'm sitting there, and they announce it. The public <laughs> dresser announces Kobe Bryant. You know the the guy with the oh, sure, sure, sure. Kobe Bryant will not be playing tonight. And you talking about the air come out of the building. <laughs> I was so oh. upset. So I was there. It was it was um it was earlier in the season, like November October, November. I did get to see him later in um Phoenix. But I was so mad. It's not the same when it's no. Kobe on the road and no. Kobe at, at Staples. So, man, that hurts. That deflates you. You don't even care about the game. I mean, and you were an adult. Yes. Think about a kid. Like, that's the biggest moment in your life up to that point. I'm going to say. You're telling I, all your friends at school for weeks about this. I was me at the Machine Gun Kelly concert. <laughs> and decked out in Lakers gear. Decked. I even have, matter of fact. <laughs> Uh, I have th- this jacket that I have right here. Uh-huh. That th- I bought this jacket there. Oh, I have my reversible Lakers jacket. It was kind of chilly. I had a Lakers uh, like like Santa sweater. Wasn't thick enough to cover up your disappointment. Oh man, Kobe <laughs> Bryant will not be playing today. I'm sure I experienced it when I was a kid, but I don't. I saw enough games. I was very spoiled as a sports fan when I was a kid living right there in Houston, and a dad worked for an oil company. We got tickets to everything. It was crazy. 
So I don't I don't have that moment that sticks out. I'm sure if I asked my folks, they could tell me, like, you're super sad, like Jeff Bagwell had a sprained ankle or something. You didn't get to see him play, something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, you just see those videos because everyone's got a smartphone now. Everyone's got their own news van in their pocket. Yeah, and, well, that's what I was doing then. I was I kept refreshing, kept refreshing because it said game time decision. Oh. Oh. But now do you see a lot of these fans are getting very smart and they're bringing signs. But they say, I traveled this far. Yes. I, saw, I saw a guy from, yeah. um, I believe it was Korea. Oh, And nice. he had a sign. He said, I came – However many miles, 4,000, whatever miles, to see uh, LeBron James play. I said, that's smart because you use the Internet to your advantage because if you get plastered everywhere, yep. then you get the royal treatment. Yep. Oh. No I-9 varsity today, but we love us some I-9 sports. Check out league office 280 you got a kid interested in sports you got a kid interested in cheerleading you got a kid interested in any kind of extracurricular activity i9 sports is the one to support your young one uh we'll, we'll make up for it on monday we'll have a legendary yeah. i9 varsity we kind of just had too many quick hitters man we had to keep powering yeah. through this yeah yeah thanks to all the textures thanks to all the callers shout out to bruce wayne shout out to marty shout out to jd shout out to everyone else who participated in the program today uh, Robert, you want to hit us with uh, the event tomorrow one more time? Yes, it's called Jokes and Jams, comedy with music. Musical guests will be Baby Bash, comedy by myself, Spanky Hayes of Wilding Out, other local comics as well. Go get your tickets at ReloadedTalent.com. Hey, go out and support your UNM Lobo. And that is tomorrow. Tomorrow. The boys will be out on half court waving at you tomorrow, so come check us out. Have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. Make sure you check out the opening drive Monday morning. And when the boys will be back on Monday. See you on Monday, Burke. We out.